Okay, welcome to the Travel Advice Show. Thank you for listening all around the world. And you can check out all our shows on TravelAdviceShow.com or on iTunes. And uh, today we're going to be talking about hotels again. This is part three of our three-part series. We have part one, part two, and this is part three, the final series of hotels. This is like everything you got to know about different types of hotels, you know, everything that you know, um, that they have to know to, to, to travel and to stay in hotels. And I, I'm Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts, and I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Four. Uh, how you doing, Jerry? Very good. Very great. And um, I'm excited again to talk about the last part of hotels. Yeah. Because I have stayed in thousands, I mean thousands of hotels over the last 55 years. Right. And before that with my parents. Yeah. And um, traveling around. And all the way from, well, not quite a hotel, but sleeping on park benches and church pews. Me, me, me too. Staying, yeah. <laughs> just staying in the most expensive hotels in the world. Yeah, yeah, you and, got a um, wide variety. And as um, we've talked in the other two series about hotels, yeah. it's, uh, it's really critical, I think, that the hotel is a major part of your vacation decision. Major, yeah, yeah, right, right. It can make or break your, your whole vacation. Yeah, I've I've had that happen. I've had that happen. Yeah, <laughs> like, so have I. <laughs> it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know yeah. you just choose, choose the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. But today, uh, I'd like yeah. to start with okay. uh, talking about how do you book a hotel. Okay. Okay. And um, I use all of these ways. Um, I do all of them, but um, the safest, the best way to book a hotel, is just call or email the hotel because you will, you will find out exactly what they have, what is available, and what the price will be if they have one or two beds, king bed, etc. And um, it just saves time and possible problems. So right. if possible, um, call the hotel directly. Now, if they're international, uh, I would email them <coughs> first and tell them exactly what you want. And then they'll email back. And if you if they don't have or you don't understand what they're talking about, then email again for clarification. Okay. But even if I book my hotel, any of the four ways we're going to discuss, uh, I try always to call the hotel. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer of that, Jerry. I, I like to call too, and and uh, I feel you can ask questions, and you know it, it's. Uh, a lot better than just booking it online or, um, you know. Yeah, I'm going to give some examples later on on why this is critical. Yeah. Even if it means you have to call Europe or you have to call someplace, it's worth a five ten dollar phone call. Yeah. Because once it's confirmed, um, if you do it some other way, uh, you can have them pull it up. Well, uh, for example, um, I went to um, with a friend of mine to to St. Charles. Illinois to attend a conference that he had to attend and he didn't know what to do in the evening so I went with him and uh, we ran around and um, I called the hotel three times to make sure they had exactly what we needed particularly uh, the transportation they offered free courtesy transportation oh. between the hotel and where the um, conference was taking oh, okay Okay. And I wanted to make sure, you know, that we could get it, you know, five minutes early, 30, or whatever. Okay, the first one is directed with the hotel. And that is truly the best, safest way to do it. Yeah. But many people book online. Yeah. And I have yeah. done it also. Mm -hmm. I will uh, go um, either to the hotel's website, which is the best, or I will use one of the... Um, Famous ones like Travago.com yeah. and Travel um, Travelocity or Orbit. Yeah, Travelocity. Hotels.com. Yeah, travel. Yeah. Yeah. I always uh, try. Uh, I do those. Yeah. And they work. Okay, they work. But, but, and this is a huge but with a capital B. A but, yeah. Yeah, and I can give you many examples where I've been screwed up. Yeah. Um, well, one example is I used a famous uh, website, hotel booking website, to book a hotel in Paris. 
and um, I had researched online, but I thought I'd go through them, and to book this hotel. Now, the hotel, from your room, had a totally unobstructed view of the Eiffel Tower. You opened your window, your curtain, and there was the Eiffel Tower right in front of you. Oh, that's great, yeah. And it's about a block away, uh, something like that, but there was nothing stopping us except a few little old trees. And perfect view. And I, they said, yes, you've got it. We requested it and all of that. And when I got to the hotel, I found out that I didn't have the Paris view, the Eiffel Tower room. And uh, I had to pay $50 a night more for that category. Fortunately, they had it. And uh, I even called the hotel. Do I have it? Yes. But when I got there, I didn't have it. And um, so I had to pay $50 more which left a little sour taste in my mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. But because um, I called them, I spoke to them. And I had another example where I booked, but I'll tell that example a little later. Okay. So online, um, it's very easy to do. Now, many, some of the um, online hotel um, booking companies will make you pay either the first night or all of it. So yeah. if you're the three nights, you get a credit card and you prepay all of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we went down to Mexico last week, and we did, went through the uh, the um, online, and uh, had to prepay all of it. In some ways, that is good, uh, because all you have to do is pay for incidentals, like if you charge food or room service or something like that, room, that's all you pay when you check out. Um, but in the case of Mexico, I booked it about three months ago. When I got down there, the peso to the dollar was worse. So I had, let's say I paid $100 a night for the room, which is not true, but $100 um, because of the exchange rate of the peso. I had, they showed me a paying X amount, and the, um, let's say it's 100 pesos. But when I got down there, the peso was better, and I ended up paying about $12 more a night because if I paid it then, the peso, I got more pesos of the dollar. Ah, so I, okay. uh, I would have paid less with their four nights. And so I paid about $50 more by prepaying it, which was the exchange rate then, mm. three months ago. But when we checked out, I would have saved about $50. Okay, that's a good, yeah. If I would have paid yeah. then. So you take a risk there. Mm -hmm. But if you go online, 99% of the time, they're going to require you to pay at least one night or the whole, whole stay. So you have no choice. Mm -hmm. So um, you take a little risk there, but be prepared. Usually it's not too much unless they devalue or something, then it could be a, a lot, or you may come out ahead. Yeah, yeah, you might, yeah. You might go up. I've come out ahead yeah. where um, I actually save about $50 or something. Mm -hmm. So you never know, but you take that risk uh, when you go online. But it's critical, in my opinion, after you booked online, that you do call the hotel. Wait two or three days because it takes a little bit of time to go there and uh, make sure you got. Um, then another is go through travel agents. Now, they do charge a fee, usually about 10 to $50 to book this. But they use an airline computer system. And I believe, because from my experience, that when they book your hotel on the airline computer system, it goes directly into the hotel computer system, reservation oh. system. All right. And so you get exactly what you ask for, usually. And you get the confirmation, usually, immediately. So travel agents is a good way to go. In some cases, the agent may actually know the hotel, yeah. but at least and the city and the location of the hotel, etc. Right, and, and, and give you an idea of, of uh, stuff around there and how to get around, and all the amenities to the hotel. Yeah, and they can also recommend maybe another hotel that might be better for what you want. Oh, right, right. Yeah, they'd be that like, you're not no, aware yeah. of. Yeah. It's either new or you just don't know about it. Right, right. Now, another way that many, many people use, and it's not really booking a hotel, but it's through a tour operator. When you book a tour or a program um, through a tour operator, uh, the hotels are automatically included. So if the tour is $2,000, that includes your hotel. Um, the bad thing about that is they use that hotel. 
It can be fabulous, depending on which tour you use, or it can be horrible because the hotel might be farther away from what you want to see. Right. So you cannot walk to it if you have a free day. You'd have to take a taxi or subway or something like that. So it's critical that when you book a tour that you actually um, pay attention to the hotels that are used. Some tour operators, not many, but some will let you change hotels on the tour. And you can use a, an upgraded hotel from what you book or a hotel where you want it to be, and they will pick you up with a bus. Many won't, but some do. So do pay attention to the hotels included in the package, the tour package that you have booked or booking. Oh, okay. And it's really critical. Now, one thing that um, that <clears throat> is important is no matter how you book your hotel, go to sites like um, TripAdvisors. Right, right. Um, and check out their rating to see what order, what number of hotel in the city they recommend or is recommended by whomever. They're, they're uh, people that actually stay in them. Mm -hmm. uh, they rank them one through 50 or uh, how many ever hotels they have. And um, um, I talked to Russell of TravelSpan.com who books all of my Caribbean trips. Oh. Fabulous. And uh, my friend and I were going to the Dominican Republic and uh, we ended up staying in four hotels. Now, I had never heard of any of those four hotels. But he said, for what I wanted, for what we wanted, and uh, the view, etc., cetera, uh, trusting. And I, I've learned to trust him because he knows what he's talking about personally. And there are ground operators in that different island. Um, he tells them what I want, and uh, they've, I've never been messed up. I've gotten exactly the perfect hotel every time. But he recommended for hotels I've never heard of. So I got the email from him, and I went online to the hotel website, and do you know, he was right. Oh. Uh, the hotel in the Santo Domingo was probably a three-star hotel. Now, I don't stay in three-star three hotels very often, and there are definitely five-star hotels in Santo Domingo. But when I looked at it, the length of time we were going to be there, and exactly where it was located, it was perfect, and it turned out to be a very nice hotel. Oh, okay. Oh. And, it was not, you know, it didn't have much of a restaurant, just only for breakfast, and uh, no room service, no bar, no nothing. But the location was perfect, and the room was very clean and very nice, and the hotel people were wonderful. And he even recommended us staying in the Treehouse Hotel up there in Samana. And these hotels, uh, rooms, are built sort of in trees up and down a mountain. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. Wow. And... Um, I, when I really read the websites, I said, oh, my word, perfect, perfect. We stayed in a magnificent lodge when we went out um, whitewater kayaking and mountain climbing, where we climbed the highest mountain in the Caribbean. And this lodge was magnificent. Uh, the room had a really close to the river view, via the river, and uh, the restaurant was right over, over the river. And, and um, anyway, uh, but check these websites out to make sure that what you're getting is what you want. Mm -hmm. And um, it will make the whole difference. I mean, I, I was using the word fantastic, even for the three-star hotel. I mean, perfect. Um, something I would never have chosen, ever, 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 if I looked on TripAdvisor or any of the other companies that rate hotels, because I was, I, it was on there, I don't know, maybe 20 or something. And... Um, I would have stayed in the top five uh, if it had been my choice, but I'm glad I didn't. Now we're going to go to tipping. Tipping, okay. okay. Uh -huh. um, oh, oh, um, I need to talk a little bit more about booking your hotel. Okay. Um, we had a, uh, we booked, I booked one time through the um, through a um, website of a hotel in Reno. It was the Sands Regency Casino Hotel in Reno. And um, we booked two rooms. We wanted one room, two beds, one room, one bed, and no smoking rooms. Oh, okay. And they were confirmed. 
On the website? You did it on, on the website. On their yeah, okay. they were confirmed. I had to prepay them, etc. And I called the hotel and said, yes, yes, we, we have your, your request here. Now, when you book online, um, <clears throat> even if you book online with the hotel, sometimes um, it's called requested. Now, the word requested means that they've sent a telegram or fax or something to the hotel requesting what you want. So when we got to the hotel, it turned out we had two, I mean, they had us, two rooms, three people, and um, but it turned out it was only requested. So we ended up, well, we didn't end up, but I had to do some um, fighting. All <laughs> no, right. Not fighting. But I had the negotiating, hey, hey, yeah, negotiating. Yeah, negotiating, and or just, uh, I said, you know, I yeah. called you. All, I had the name of the person I spoke to, the date and time, and um, so they said, well, okay. So we got one non-smoking room with one bed, and ended up with one smoking room with two beds, which my friend and I are both allergic to smoke. So as a result. Um, Fortunately, the hotel window opened. Fortunately, it wasn't too cold out. Fortunately, the air conditioning worked well. Oh, so we had the window open yeah. and the air conditioning on. And um, we slept very, very well. Uh, but we ended up with something we did not want, yeah. even though we called. And I can give you many, many stories about requesting and even calling the hotel. You may get screwed up. I, I've had uh, that happen before, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just yeah. don't understand it, why yeah. they can't guarantee what you want. And the hotel, like the uh, Sands Regency, had like 500 rooms or something. Mm. And we did it like four months in advance. Why can't they give you what you want? Uh, I took my friend and his wife to Hawaii because uh, she wanted to I do. He, she doesn't like to travel. He goes with me all the time since my wife died. And to say thank you every year I take them, her, on a trip. And this year, she said, I want to see Waikiki Beach and Diamond Head. I said, oh, good. I wasn't too thrilled. It's my 92nd time to Hawaii. <laughs> and I would rather die myself than go to Waikiki. I mean, right. you must go once or twice in your life. But more than that, unless you're shopping or whatever, I don't think it's worth the effort. But I'd rather go to another island. But So I chose the Moana Surfrider Hotel. And I um, booked a package through a tour driver. It's easier because I wanted a limousine private driver to pick us up and take us back. I wanted to rent a car. I wanted all this stuff done. I didn't want to have to think anymore. Right. So after we confirmed the ocean, the Diamond Head view rooms, uh, waited a few days, and I called and said, yes, yes. We got there, and they had us looking at Waikiki Beach, straight onto the water, you walked onto the balcony, you could see Diamond Head to the left. Well, I, I went right down, we had two rooms, I went right downstairs, talked to the manager, and said, you know, I called three times at the hotel, making sure, because it had to be perfect, they had to open the curtains and walk on the balcony, and there was Diamond Head in front of them, with the Waikiki Beach, right down below. And I said, you know, I did this, what happened? He said, well, you do have it, if you step on the Balcony. I said, "Excuse me, excuse me." <laughs> and so, um, be specific, yeah. yeah. Well, so what happened is they put us in the tower, and I had to pay something like seven hundred dollars more a night per room. No, no. What? Yeah, to get the view, I had thought I got after talking to them three times and telling the tour operator. So just be prepared for everything yeah. and take a credit card that has lots of money on it <laughs> that you can, that you, can um, you know, do the difference if you think it's worth it. Well, it's worth it to me because that's why she w wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And I'm a firm believer, you know, like Eiffel Tower in Paris. I said, do, and do that, which you have it right there and be there. Now, let's talk about tipping. Okay. Now, tipping... <clears throat> can be extremely confusing. Have you found that also, Chris? 
Yeah, yeah, it, it is. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it is confusing. I don't know who to tip or, or what. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to figure out. I mean, and you don't know how much. And, and different countries, too, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, have different. Everything tipping. is different. And yeah. it also even narrows down to the room category you have. Oh, and okay. the hotel that you have. Now, if you're in a motel, for example, you don't tip anybody. Yeah, yeah. You go there and you get back in your car after you register to drive and park in front of your room or nearby and carry your own bags in and carry your bags out, so no tipping. But if you stay in some hotel, I mean, they expect you to tip every minute. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> And uh, yeah. but it is very confusing as to who to tip and when to tip, how much do you tip? Oh yeah. And yeah. Um, do you tip some hotel staff more money than you do others? And uh, then you also have to consider what is what is expected of the hotel that you're staying in. And I'll give you some examples. Now, for example, um, in most hotels, unless you have your own little you know, a small bag that has wheels and you haul it yourself. Even then, a lot of times the bellboy or the bellhop uh, will just grab it from you and take you to your room. And um, you really, rather than slugging or her, um, you just let him do it because usually you're too tired to worry about it. But now you tip between $1 and $5 per bag. Uh, to the bellboy. One to five dollars uh, per bag for the bellboy. Per right? bag. Okay. You know, and uh, sometimes you'll have two bags or something. If there's two or three going, you might have three or four bags. So you have to tip them per bag. Now, the more expensive the hotel, uh, you're getting closer to the five dollars per bag. Um, now, especially at some of these hotels, um, I mean, you can't even turn the lights on, okay? Um, so they open the door. As many hotels now, you put this little credit card type uh, lock, key lock they give you, and uh, you have to put it in the slot right by the door, which controls all of the electricity. In other words, you have to put it in there, then the lights come on, the air conditioning comes on, and it becomes a real room. But you pull that out, and everything goes dark, and it stops. So... Um, he has to tell you these things, and uh, some hotels are more computerized, like the Aria in right. Vegas. Uh -huh. I mean, I could never stay at that hotel by myself if you didn't have the bellboy show you what to do. You can hardly even open the curtain. And so, um, I mean, everything's becoming more and more computerized and more expensive hotels. So the more the bellboy does for you, and the more expensive the hotel, you're getting close to the $5 per bag. So just be prepared in cash. And again, you need to know before you go um, what currency you use to tip. Uh, we're going to Cuba next month, and um, they don't accept U.S. dollars down there. Well, they do, but when you exchange, you cannot give people U.S. dollars. But when you arrive and change the U.S. dollar to their money, their peso, uh, then you have to um, lose 10% automatic um, uh, exchange fee. I mean, if you change $100, uh, you're going to change really $90, and they worry about the conversion rate and all that stuff. But they take 10% immediately. So I had to call my bank, and all they really accept is euros and Canadian dollars. So I changed my money into euros. In the euros, so, okay. And you know, where, where are you going, Jerry, again? Cuba. In Cuba. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Mm. nice. We're going to go uh, sea kayaking in Cuba. Oh, great. Oh, nice. And nice. yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. But mm. see, uh, you cannot tip in dollars, in dollars if you're an yeah. American citizen. In some countries, you must tip in their money. Oh, okay. okay. And it's illegal to use U.S. dollars. I mean, they'll take it. Many countries want it anyway. And I've even had them in illegal countries say, do you have any dollars? <laughs> <laughs> because on the black market, they can get more. But if you get caught, you're, heaven help you. Oh, okay. And um, now, waiters and waitresses. Now, this is another confusing thing. It used to be you just tipped everybody 10% and be done with it. Not so anymore. Um, in fact, you tip 10% and they may throw, accidentally spill your soup on you. 
uh, basically um, now the standard is 15%. And the better the restaurant um, is 18. And I have had a uh, restaurant that's 20%. And I think that's getting ridiculous because the 20% ones usually charge you a fortune for the food. And you know the owners are making a mint oh, yeah, to pay yeah. these people more money. <clears throat> and um, so uh, just be prepared to get ripped off and um, just pay it. But, I mean, one time um, last year, another friend and I went down to um, a magnificent hotel, the Sorrel River Lodge, about 17 miles sort of east of Moab, Utah. Oh, yeah. Right on the Colorado River. Yeah, I know that. That hotel, yeah. Yeah, it's fabulous. It really is a magnificent hotel. It's a five-star hotel, one of the few in Utah. And um, probably in the, uh, maybe there's only about, in my opinion, maybe five in Utah. And um, when you, you had breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or anything at that hotel, you automatically were charged 18% on your bill, which is magnificent. I mean, I don't like paying 18%, but you don't have to think. It, it's just right there. It tells you uh, service charge, and the word service charge means the tip. It means the tip. And it said service charge 18% and gave a dollar amount, and they added it all together, and that's what you paid. And um, then just, I guess, up the road, a little closer to Moab, <clears throat> is another very good hotel. I would call it a four-star hotel, although they think they're as good as the Sorrel River Ranch. And we thought, well, we'll just have dinner there since it's such a great hotel. And we got there. And at the bottom of the bill, it says suggest, suggested tips was 18%, but it didn't give a dollar amount. And it came to something like $79.29 for two people to have a little dinner there. And, you know, we were expected to get the 18% uh, figured out. Now, my friend and I didn't have calculators. We, he had a cell phone. But um, he was going to calculate, and I said, no. I called the waitress over, and I said, what is 18% of $79.29? She had no clue. And I said, well, because you don't know, we don't know, you're getting 15% because I can do that. I'm not going to give her 20% because I think that's what they were thinking because, I mean, who in the world knows what eight times nine is? I have yeah. no clue. So <laughs> as we, unless I really, you know, sit down and calculate, I know six times eight is 48. <clears throat> and I have to keep adding eight. And so um, to get up to the eight, you know, the eight percent, eight from fifteen to eighteen percent. But anyway, I had I'm not going to do that. I mean, I it's a considered quote unquote a five star hotel, but I put it at four. And um, they I'm not going to do it. I gave her fifteen percent, and I said I'm right to her face. I said I'm giving you fifteen percent, mm-hmm. and if you don't like it, you tell your management that they like the Sorrel River Ranch, and I told her, we're staying there, and they just put the dollar amount. And if you want 18%, they better put down 18% how much it is in dollar amount so we can add it. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. so just be prepared that you're going to pay 15 to 20% tip if you want to live. And in most restaurants throughout the world. Now, the housekeeper, that's the maid. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, now... It's really, really important, I think, because most of them in many countries don't speak English. Most of them um, are really, really nice and good. I really like my housekeeper. And you should tip them $2 to $5 per night. And I always give it, uh, leave it there in the morning um, on the dresser because you may not have the same one. Oh, right, right. Right. Like if you show up on a Thursday, uh, that maybe one works Monday through Friday, and then the Saturday one that you're there is somebody different. So I did each time. Now the reason I say two to five dollars per night is that less expensive hotels is two dollars. <throat> but as you get into seven hundred, nine hundred thousand dollar hotels, you better put at least five dollars. And if you have a suite or a bigger room, or your messy is all sin. Yeah. It's going to be close to the $5. Okay. And um, and the bartenders, um, 
depending on what they do, and a lot of people will just put down a bigger bill and say keep the change, which is fine. And uh, if they do special things for you, you go there two or three times during your visit, you get to know them, uh, you should tip a minimum of $5. A minimum. Okay. And um, if they really, I know uh, my friend likes to travel to me, uh, does not drink at home, but when we travel, he likes to drink. And he get, he's very open and friendly. And, I mean, he knows the first name and everything about the bartenders, at, even the first night. And um, we end up tipping maybe ten dollars. I mean, he's really good at that. Now the concierge. <clears throat> now, um, lesser expensive hotels do not have legal concierge. Have you ever used a concierge service or the concierge uh, hotel? I, I have. I have a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. The concierge is usually a desk. Yeah. Called the concierge desk, and there's usually one to three or four people, depending on the size of the hotel and where you are. And they are the ones that will suggest a whole ton of things for you to do. They'll make reservations for you. And I've had them get me into places that were sold out. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, if you stay at really good hotels, these concierges can work miracles. Yeah, they, they I mean, know. they can yeah. I don't just work miracles for you. And the minimum you should tip is $5. If you're asking for a, a restaurant, uh, you know, oh, okay. And I, I suggested restaurants you might want to try for certain foods or whatever. I give them at least five. But if they get you into an event that sold out, you better tip them a hundred, a fifty at least, or something. So that is negotiable and variable. Uh, but you better tip because you may need them again. And uh, now many people, including me, <clears throat> will take the, air, uh, the airport hotel shuttle. The one that picks you up at the hotel, oh, airport, yeah, yeah. takes you to the hotel and back. Uh, you should tip uh, at about an average of two to three dollars each way for one person. And if it's two or three or four, then you should tip at least five. And the valet parking attendant, um, depending on the hotel, depending on what's happening, a minimum of one dollar to take your car and one dollar to bring it back. And okay. up to five dollars. Um, usually, though, most people don't tip for them to take the car. Uh, it's only when they return it. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, 99% of the time. And this is, like, when um, I'm staying at an Amon resort, uh, like in Jackson or down in southern Utah, All right, right. I will tip them um, when they take it. Uh, because sometimes you get different ones. And, um, and they're so good, so helpful and friendly and they even have a bottle of water in your car for each person when they bring it back to you. So, I mean, they're so good, I just tip more and tip going. And there's a whole bunch of other things. Um, like, uh, if you, uh, you know, the really good hotels will have somebody standing outside right. and they come and open up the taxi door or your door of your car before the, the uh, valet parking person hauls it off. Um, you should tip them um, at least $2. I mean, they open the door, they get your suitcase, they haul it in to the um, uh, registration desk. So it's at least $2 per bag. And if it's a their heavy bag, up to maybe $4. And room service. Uh, most people just charge the room service to their hotel room. And usually the tip is already signed there. I, I mean, it's already put on there. So um, it, um, you know, it just, it's just there, so you don't have to think about it. Okay. Uh, now, uh, another thing that happens is some hotels are no tipping. Um, and when you make your hotel reservation, particularly if it's a more expensive hotel, see if it says no tipping. Or if in doubt, when you check in, say, am I supposed to tip? And I'll say, no. What they do is they add a percentage, usually, usually about 15% to your hotel bill. And so if your hotel bill is $500, uh, your real hotel bill will be $75, $575. Because they take that $75 and distribute to everybody in the hotel that does get a tip. And... Um, 
and sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes it's very confusing. I mean, at the Burj Al Arab, which is one of the most, they claim to be the best hotel in the world, and I question that, but it is excellent. I don't know if it's worth the price you pay, but it is excellent. And the people, particularly their uh, butler service, the, the person that sits on each floor to answer your question, uh, is fantastic. And um, I checked out, and as I went along, I wanted to give tips to people, and they wouldn't take it. Oh. And I asked, mm-hmm. is this an old tipping hotel? And they said, no, because they didn't call it no tipping. They oh. called it, um, it was, um, what did they call it? Um, they had... Um, Oh, it's called uh, service. I think it's called service charge. Service charge. Okay. Uh, service included. That's that's what they, service included. Well, I didn't pay any attention to that. So when I left after four nights there, the, uh, there's a butler 24 hours out there. Thank heavens. I mean, um, the nights I went to the room by myself, I couldn't even open the stupid door. Uh, fortunately, the butler wasn't too far away. And they got to know my reputation. So um, I'd walk up, and they'd just be right at the door and open it for me because I couldn't make the dumb keyword. It wasn't a key. It was, I don't know. Some of you swipe and push and hold. I could make it work. And the first night, my friend and I didn't know how to turn the lights off. <laughs> right. And so I had to go out there and say, excuse me, how do you turn your lights off? <laughs> and they don't laugh at you and think, idiot American. Right. Uh, they said, okay, and they came in and showed me how to do it on the little 24-karat gold uh, tablet. I mean, you do everything wow. on that tablet. I, he and I, he could work most of it, but I couldn't work any of it. I just wanted to pull it in the trash, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what the butler is for, in my opinion. <clears throat> so they showed us how to do that. And so, um, well, at the um, Belmond Palacio Nazarena Hotel in Cusco, which has had the, had the best service I have ever had in a hotel in the world, ever. Wow, really? Wow. Ever. Wow. No matter what you pay, I have paid, and I paid 5000 night hotel rooms, I have paid $5 a night. Right. I have never had better service. I mean, impeccable. Wow. I mean, it was unbelievable. And um, I didn't realize until literally I got back to America that it was a uh, service-included hotel as part of your bill. And, um, but they were so good. Uh, and there's so many people there, always there. And, uh, I mean, one night, my friend and I uh, wanted to go to a restaurant, and we went to the desk and said, can you recommend a restaurant? And the, uh, one of the um, receptionists there uh, was from Belgium, spoke perfect English. He said, yeah, what kind of food? And I, we said, well, Peruvian food. He said, oh, okay, come with me. He walked with us two blocks to a restaurant, introduced us to the nature uh, d there, and took us to a fabulous table. And um, and I went to tip. He said, "No need." And I thought, you know, that's something weird. I should have realized it's included. <clears throat> but checking out after a total of five nights there, um, I said, you know, the service is impeccable. I told him, best in the world I've ever had. I mean, bar none. I mean, we're talking about George Sank in Paris, Savoy. We're talking all the major hotels, the, the Ruffles Hotel in Singapore, the Peninsula in Hong Kong. I mean, all over the world. And um, so I, I said, can I leave $500, uh, add that to my uh, bill here, to, and you can distribute? She said, oh, no need. Not knowing that already, I've already paid 18%. But... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I didn't care, and so they did, and I, I it's worth it. I would have paid, you know, I would have paid a thousand because I've never ever experienced anything like it. So always make sure um, if there's a service charge, okay. and the next thing we need to talk about is legalities. <clears throat> okay. Um, legalities of, of hotels. Now, it's really, really kind of scary. Okay on the legalities of the hotels because um, you may be surprised, okay? You may be totally surprised. Now, the uh, deposits. Now, these deposits, okay? <clears throat> uh, and prepayment. Now, 
every hotel and every on-site website company that you book hotels, any way you book them, um, you've got to find out what the legality is there. Do you get your deposit back if you cancel before a certain time? Some, some hotels you have to cancel before 6 p.m. before you show up that day. Some require 24, 72-hour cancellation. And sometimes um, if you prepay it, uh, sometimes it will keep a percentage if you cancel, no matter when you cancel. So, I mean, it's really critical that you know um, when you can cancel and if there will be a charge should you cancel or change <clears throat> or change. Um, for example, uh, one time uh, my friend and I uh, went to Italy and Moscow on a trip last a year. Yeah, last year. Wow. Last year, and um, we booked it through a tour operator that specialized in Italy, and I booked another one through Moscow that specialized in Russia. And um, we prepaid the whole tour, drivers, everything. Well, my friend thought we were leaving on a Thursday. I thought we were leaving on a Friday. Well, stupid me, you know, the more you travel, the worse you, the worse you become. <laughs> and so when I didn't, and he's too polite to say, Fuller, look at your stupid itinerary. And I didn't. I just knew it was Friday. I, every time that we, since we booked the thing, like a year in advance, I just knew it was Friday. That's what I put on my calendar. And um, so that morning I called Delta to check the, uh, you know, if we're still on it and if it's on time. I said, oh, I don't have a reservation for you. But you did have one yesterday. I said, oh, mercy. So anyway, we had to pay money to get that changed. But I called the tour operator, and because we didn't show up um, for uh, Friday night, of which we had booked it for Friday night, because we're, if it had Thursday, we would have been there in turn on Friday night. And we had to make changes. But they charged me for the no-show for Friday that hotel bill, oh, no. and a, um, a, a a little penalty for making the change. Oh, <laughs> the hotel charged a penalty. Not much. $50, I think. Well, it's a lot. It's my fault, so I, had, I can't complain. So make real sure you understand uh, when you put a deposit on a hotel, if you send actual cash or give a credit card, or you have to prepay it, what you're getting into. And especially online booking. When you book through a an online book, hotel booking service, right. make really positive before you book it uh, what the cancellation change fees are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be really positive because everyone is different. It can be, um, and you know, there's a lot of things. There can be a lot of uh, hotels can be different. For example, um, I went on a trip one time. Uh, there's my wife and me, and it turned out that her best friend wanted to go. So because we changed it from one room to two rooms, you would think they'd just add another room, wouldn't you? Right. But right. because it's on the same reservation, which I shouldn't have done, but it was easier just to say, oh, do it. They charged a change fee to that reservation. I think it was $50. And to add that other room. So you need to add, find out what's happening here. And some hotels, not many, if you decide you don't, well, I went in Paris. They charged me $50 to get the room I thought I had. But, but that room was more expensive because it had the view. But some will, if you upgrade, they will charge you, and some will actually um, charge you a little fee. So, I mean, every hotel is different, and um, you need to, to make sure you understand the legalities of that, of what you're booking and money involved, et cetera. Now, we need to talk about check-in and check-out times. Okay, okay. Chris, I know we are talking about it. You want to tell about check-in, check-out times a minute? Sure, sure, yeah. Um, I, I, think, uh, I think almost a lot of hotels are different with this. Um, and Every I, hotel is very different. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I've had some, like maybe like 3 o'clock or so, but... You could kind of negotiate that a little bit if you call them and and or email them and say my plane is coming in in the morning. Uh, I've had some places where I can leave my luggage there in the hotel or in the place wherever I'm staying, and then I can do something in the area and then come back. 
instead of carrying your luggage all around. Um, you know, the, the, I do that sometimes. Um, and checking out, um, yeah, it, usually it's like around 11 o'clock, right, I think, but it can vary. Yeah. It can vary. It varies immensely from 10 a.m. Yeah, to, until noon. to noon. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and so, fact, yeah. we were somewhere, what was I recently? The checkout time was, oh, Mexico. It was 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Wow, wow, that's yeah, a late, that's a late check. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, automatically. And check in was 3 p.m. Yeah, and I would always double check when you check in to find out when the checkout time is because some hotels can be really tough that they can charge you really quick if you're not out of there by that, but by that time by they the can. Minute. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm always scared about that, like seeing. And I, I, I sometimes travel for conferences and stuff like that, and they have, mm -hmm. they have a, a conference going on, and then they have sessions in the morning. You have to check out. It's really hard to figure that out. Like to get, what I do, I, I, I sometimes check out or pack my bags like at seven a.m. or mm -hmm. seven thirty, and then I leave my bags at the front desk. Like that, I do that quite a bit. Um, you just leave it right there, and they give you a little tag kind of thing, and then they. Um, you can, but, but that's my biggest worry is about, you know, carrying your baggage around, uh, in between the, like the checkout times and, but yeah, I, yeah. I you got to double check and yeah. And, and, and I think that's really important, you know, the, especially the check-in because you, you know, yeah, you, you know, and, and then sometimes even the check-ins at three o'clock, I get there maybe at noon and my room is ready. Like you never, yeah. you, you could check if your room is ready. And it could be ready right then, and I, I get in right at noon, you know. So it, it doesn't, it, it it's not set in stone, right, that 3 o'clock too much for, for, for check-in. Yeah, much, but... I mean, every hotel is different yeah. on every day. Yeah, it's, yeah. So as a result, um, yeah, when I go the... to Europe or I go to Asia or to Australia, yeah. uh, when the flight arrives in the morning, say 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., right, right. um, what I do... And um, I've done all most of my life when I got older, not when I was in my 20s, is I book the hotel and pay for the hotel the night before. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, because of just what you said, you know, what do you do with your luggage? And so I just book it the night before. And I tell them, I call them and say, you know, I'm not coming until 10 a.m. the next morning or 8 a.m. the next morning. And come up five, rise at five. I'll be there about seven, maybe. But I want to go right to my room, so don't cancel it. And I get the credit card for the night before, and I said, don't cancel me. And it's worked every time. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that's an, okay. <clears throat> now, yeah. when I got married, my wife was livid. She said, you're paying this money for a night you're not using. I said, yeah, but I don't have to worry about what do I do with my luggage. You know, can I go take a shower or change clothes? Whatever, right. your child, you know, it's like you're going to India or something. Or yeah, something. yeah, it's a long ways, and you know, it close like 24, 30 hours. Yeah, and so you want to, um, I just do it, and it's worked beautifully. And it wasn't, it took her about three or four trips before she said, you know, this isn't a bad idea, is it? Oh, all of nice. a sudden, it becomes worth that extra night payment of the hotel. <laughs> and, um, but now if you have a driver and a guide to pick up the hotel, you don't have to do the night before at the airport because you don't have to do it because they have your luggage in the trunk and you can start your sightseeing mm -hmm. and run around until check-in time and have lunch and then go check in so it every trip is different and you have to play around with it and your budget plays a big part in it and um so it's really important now uh i was in dallas and we had uh with my friend uh two weeks ago and uh, he had to attend a, a four-day conference, four-and-a-half-day conference. So they had that check-in time at 11, but the conference ended at 1. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, everybody had to check out. As right. Did, either during the break at 10 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But fortunately, I was there with him. So I checked out at 10.45, and I just sat there until he finished. I actually went to have lunch. But my ba the bags went in there, and I uh, had lunch with them right by the table. So that works out if you have two people and one's attending the meeting or something. So you must know about the check-in, check-out. 
because I called that morning, Friday morning, and said, uh, it ends at 1, is there a special checkout? He said, no, it's 11. And there were 200 people at this conference. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought that was kind of tacky. But, uh, and most people, they're on their own. So, you know, it's just, you know, everyone's different. Yeah. Now, yeah. forms of payment. Yeah. You must talk about how do you pay for the thing. Okay. Now, in my opinion, unless you're staying in a really inexpensive hotel and you're bumming around Europe, for example, um, always, always give a credit card. MasterCard, Visa, or American Express. Always <clears throat> to guarantee it. If you do, in theory, you have that room. You paid for that room that night. You can get there at 2 a.m. if you want, and that room is yours because you paid for it. And uh, if you don't show up at all, they'll bill your credit card. And um, so it's really uh, the only way to travel is with the credit card with the hotel, unless you're just bumming around and you don't know where you're going to be, and you just show up. And um, I can tell you some horror stories on using credit cards. Even that, I mean, the, my favorite story to tell if somebody cares and, and wants to know is uh, I stayed at the Pulitzer Hotel in Amsterdam one time quite a few years ago. I gave them American Express, um, guarantee it for that night, <clears throat> and I knew my train arrived from somewhere around midnight. I wouldn't be to, to the hotel until 1 a.m. So I called the Pulitzer, and I said, you know, yep, they had my reservation. Yes, guaranteed to the American Express. <clears throat> and I said, I'm coming in by train from somewhere. I think it was Frankfurt, but somewhere. And uh, I won't be there at the hotel until about 1 a.m. No problem, no problem. So I show up about 1 a.m. And then had a big group that wanted to stay one more night in Amsterdam. And I, there was no room for me. And it's guaranteed. Now, good hotels, okay? Good hotels. Well, honor that. And, well, call around, find you another hotel. And in many cases, they pay for that hotel room. Mm -hmm. They'd be fine for you. And really good hotels will pay for the taxi fare to get you there. And in this case, there were no hotel rooms available that they could find. And we spent until like 3 in the morning trying to find oh. a hotel room for me. Wow. And I said there were, there were none they could find. And they called a lot. So to make a long story short, I just grabbed my bag. And uh, went. I've been to Amsterdam many times before. So I went down to the red light district. And I was walking down the street found this woman that looked pretty clean, she said, sitting in the window. I walked in and said, how much do you charge for three hours? And she said, what do you want? I said, no, I want your bed. Uh, I, I want to pay whatever is fair, and I want you to leave. She looked stunned. I said, <laughs> I need some sleep. I didn't go into detail. And so she gave me a price, and I said, I will give you a fabulous tip if you wake me up in three hours. She said, okay. She woke me up in three hours. And I gave her a fabulous tip, and off I went. So there are options. Uh, you can always sleep on the uh, park bench, <laughs> things like that. But um, there are options. Uh, go find something. I was in Lagos, Nigeria one time, and this, in those days, there was really one good hotel. I did the same thing, credit card uh, guarantee. I get there, and nothing. So I slept in the lobby. So... There's all kinds of things. Yeah. Now, cash. Yeah. <clears throat> Many hotels do not like you to pay by cash. Okay. okay. They don't. Uh, the reason why, um, if you do pay by cash, <clears throat> many of them will collect that cash uh, when you check in. Let's say the room is $100. They will take $100 from you plus the taxes. <clears throat> and But they don't like it because if you charge breakfast to your room, and you walked out, you left, uh, they don't get the money. So they don't like it. And um, I, I don't recommend, unless you stay in a cheap hotel, like you're bumming around, uh, they usually don't care. Just pay cash. And they don't have a restaurant anyway in most cases. And uh, so just pay it. But don't plan on it. Now, debit cards. <clears throat> in America, in Canada, many people live with their debit card. Now, I have never, I have a debit card from my bank. I've only used it at ATM cards, but I never, ever, ever use a debit card, uh, ever. Number one, I want my money 
making interest through my broker for the extra month or six weeks before the bill comes in, and uh, I never use it. But mm-hmm. many hotels in the U.S., you can use debit cards in almost every hotel. But many hotels in the world will not accept a debit card. Right, right. They will not. And if they e- do, e- yeah. go ahead. Oh, e- even like rental car places, too, and hotels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Debit, card. uh, debit cards international are not a good thing, usually. I don't mm-hmm. bank on it. Yeah. And many debit cards, if you're going to say I'm paying by a debit card, they will require a cash upfront payment. Oh, okay. And uh, most places, when you pay by the debit card, they'll give that cash back if you want them to. Or you just use it and let that go toward your payment, then use the debit card for the rest. But most hotels internationally, I I think I'm safe to say most will not take a debit card, particularly in places other than Europe. They just won't do it and because of the exchange rate, and um, they they don't know what they're going to get. So, don't bank on it. So, um, that basically, over the three-part series, covers Great, yeah, yeah. most everything that you need uh, to know about making a good choice of hotels and what to expect. Do you have anything else you want to add, Chris? I, I think that's great. Yeah, I would I would listen to all the like part one and part two and part three, and and you can listen to them over uh, different times when you're planning your trip. You know, take note on on. You know, maybe you're not. Maybe your trip is going to be in a couple months or something like that, or in a, in a couple years. And but it, I, I think like these shows are going to help you in the planning process and what to expect. And and, and hope, and Jerry, you gave some great examples today about you know things that go bad. You know, like things that happen, and and uh, you got to be prepared, uh, really prepared for everything. You know, you have to you got to prepare for the worst. I think, and and, and uh, more than prepare. Yeah. If you go to, um, um, I mean, if you go to Europe, it's not quite as bad. But if you're going to Asia, yeah, yeah, and gotta, Africa, right, and Central Asia, for example, like in the Stan countries, yeah, Kyrgyzstan and Uzbekistan, yeah, yeah, and India, yeah, you better yeah. take a lot of extra money. Yeah, just take a lot of extra money, just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah you never know. And take an, a credit card or an ATM card, because. I mean, I can give you four or five examples of where, hadn't been for ATM, I might still be in that country. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and a credit card. And make yeah. sure that when you travel, well, I mean, it's, um, you, you just never know. Yeah. I mean, make sure on your credit card that you have a lot of limit on it. Yeah, yeah. At least enough to pay for a one-way ticket out of there. Yeah. And I yeah. can give numerous examples where had it not been for American make sure you have American Express oh okay yeah I never ever ever go anywhere without my American Express Visa and MasterCard never yeah Yeah. because some countries don't take some of them one or the other yeah yeah totally yeah Yeah, yeah. and like in Lagos um, you could own in Nigeria Mm -hmm. you could only put you could spend $500 a day limit with your uh, MasterCard or Visa, but American Express you could spend ten thousand. Yeah. So I, I was in Lagos, okay. just one example, and um, checked through immigration and all that, waiting at the gate for twelve hours, and they canceled the flight. Well, mm-hmm. you can't go back in Nigeria because I had no visa, and I can go anywhere. Yeah. So yeah. it's a long story, but basically, there's an Air France flight going to Paris, and it was. Only have one first class seat left, and if I'd had Visa Mastercard only, I couldn't have bought it. I'd been in Lagos, you know, how many years at the <laughs> airport because I couldn't leave. And right. you know, when you don't have a visa, you can't go in. Yeah. So as a result, no matter what the problem is, uh, I guess uh, Nigerian Airways could have done something and got me temporarily into a hotel or something. Uh, but I know yeah. Nigeria probably wouldn't let me do it. But um, so right. in American Express, I gave it to them and bought a one-way first-class ticket from Lagos to Paris. I got out that night, and uh, it was three hours late going, or I would still be there. And um, so I always carry extra money, Yeah. Um, preferably in smaller denominations, no more than 20s, um, maybe 50s, uh, maybe 100 or two, depending on where you're going, what you're doing. But um, just be prepared, and especially hotels. Yeah. Uh, we should mention, and I know we mentioned in number one, part one, uh, you may see the word 
property or accommodations. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, and they all mean hotels. Yeah, they have different words, yeah, yeah. It's just where you're going to stay. Okay. So uh, be prepared for all those words. Okay. Okay. So I think we've covered hotels. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, all right. Well, well, uh, many great travels. Hope everybody has great travels out there. And, and feel, feel yes, free to please. contact us on traveladviceshow.com uh, or contact us if you have any questions about when you are booking your hotel, if you have any specific questions, we could we could ask them or we could answer them for you. So, okay. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks.